0: Welcome to another epic episode of How Talk, number one thirty-two. This is Chris. This is Casey, and we're about to get into some news. But first off, uh, we want to thank all your listeners out there for uh, listening to the show, downloading uh, on your preferred formatting. Uh, we just want to say thank you, and uh, you know we love the support. So uh, keep it up. You know if you if you love what we're doing. Uh, sh- Show us some messages on social media. Uh, if you have any ideas for shows, comments, criticisms, whatever, uh, send them on over to us. Uh, we 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 look forward to entertaining those ideas. But uh, let's get into the news today. Let's kick it off with, of course, Marvel, and let's start off with how Kevin Feige says that Phase 4 will be very different uh, than what's come before. Uh, we're about to finish up Phase 3, um, which we'll talk about in a second with Spider-Man Far From Home, not Endgame, but... How, what does Kevin Feige say about phase four?
1: Basically, you know, it's going to look a little bit different with um, things like Shang-Chi coming, the Eternals coming. Um, obviously we know Black Panther 2, Dr. Strange 2, probably Captain Marvel 2. Um, what did I say? Black Widow as well. Right. So yeah, all of that we know is coming, but it's, not going to be the core Avengers team that we were used to, so that already is going to be shaking things up. Um, we've talked about it many times before. Black Widow is probably a prequel, probably at least I feel like they should. And then uh, the other thing that he mentions, and it's you know becoming really apparent, is Disney Plus. We've got a a Winter Soldier and Falcon show. We've got a Loki show. We've got WandaVision Vision coming. So these stories where they had long rumored that it's all connected with Agents of Shield, and that turned out to be a a lie, or a shit show at least. Like now with Disney Plus, with everything under Feige's head, from cinematic to the small screen, they do have that ability to tell an even longer form version of storytelling throughout the T V shows and the movies.
0: Do you see these shows on Disney Plus being also kinda of like Happening during the different the previous phases, um, instead of fast forwarding, like could the could the Falcon and Winter Soldier story be from you know post Civil War or somewhere in between Civil War and and the the New Avengers movies? Um, same thing with the Wand and Vision story. Like could they be developing what they were doing when we see them in Infinity War when they're having a little little romance there? Um, would you see that happening more than say current? current movie like even loki loki's dead right show so, <laughs> apparently uh the, the the idea that these shows could exist prior to phase four
1: i think that the loki show is a prequel i think the other shows are sequels and the reason why is because we know in that two-year gap just in the comics too like that they've done some uh road to infinity war i read all those like there's, they definitely all worked together, but like Bucky was in Wakanda, so like no, so okay. there's that. And then for WandaVision, I feel like they're gonna go the route of who is it, Nick Spencer comics, like where it's more like a family life with the two of them and kind of having to deal with some extra stuff that that enters their family. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's. I mean, it's like a sh- true family show. Like there's there's kids, you know what I mean? Like in and I was talking about it um, with people on uh, another episode of Tell like Talk, which will probably come out years later from now, uh, with those geeks you know. But, like, what does it mean for Fox? The, those characters. Like, can Magneto show up on WandaVision because he's her dad? Like, And they didn't ever say that he's not, even though they're enhanced uh, people. So, you know they can finally use the word mutant. They can start doing things like that. So, yeah.
0: So the idea that they tried to do, because they created those two, they weren't born mutants, correct?
1: So it's very, they're not born mutants. They call them enhanced people. But then you also have the whole thing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where everyone is like an inhuman. Right. Right. So let's say like they just decided like that was a stupid idea because it was all about Fox and yep. them having mutants. So now they can use the word mutant. You could say that those kids were always mutants, but it wasn't until Strucker experimented on them that the act, the mutant gene uh, got activated, which is would be to me the smart way to do it.
0: Or the resurrection of everybody recons a ton of stuff and they do time travel and all that crazy stuff that we're expecting. But yeah, I would like to see something more organic like that um, because it's so easy to correct sins of the past with time travel and whatnot. We've done that so many times in movies that it's almost like we know some people are coming back from the dead, but how does that happen? We'll find out this week, but, um, um but like you said, uh like we were just talking, phase four is definitely gonna be different. Uh there's a lot of praise going into the, the Shang-Chi production, how it's gonna be very different from what's come before. Right. Uh, Eternals has been picking picking up speed with casting. Uh this week, uh Ma Dong Siok, aka Dan Lee, uh who's famous from the train to Busan, uh he joins Eternals. So we have we have these casting these all these castings, including Angelina Jolie, which is not confirmed, but is mostly likely gonna happen. Um, how will a movie like this, um, you think it'll kind of, it's going to expand the, um, the, I guess the galactic, um, not the galactic, what's the word they use in Marvel? Um, cosmic, cosmic. Thank you. The cosmic side of things. And do you think that with, uh, what they've been doing with Thanos and Captain Marvel and now you think we'll see more of that, or do you think they're going to go a little more into the real world with, um, and just explore everything, I guess. Because if, if you look at it, it's like Black Widow, which is totally different than Shang-Chi, which is totally different than Eternal. So it's huge world building.
1: Yeah, I mean, we also know that Guardians 3 is going to come, right? Right. And so like in, in with that, I'm sure that Adam Warlock will be introduced. And whatever happens, and maybe he even gets introduced in Endgame. We, we don't know. So um, it's, it's hard to even predict what the landscape is, especially since Marvel knows 10 years out, I bet you anything, Kevin Feige had a stack of index cards for all the movies. Yeah. One stack was pre-Fox deal, and the other stack was post-Fox deal. Now that the post-Fox deal is there, and you know that we can use Disney+, Plus, maybe there's an X-Men TV show, a Fantastic Four TV show. Maybe the next big bad is Doctor Doom, and we don't learn about it until Black Panther 2. You know what I mean? Like, There's so many like different ways that they can go now that it's actually kind of exciting to literally have no idea what direction they're going to take things because at least you know the last what since 2012 when Thanos got introduced we knew that we were leading up until Endgame really and now we have zero idea what's happening next so it's it's an exciting time.
0: It is especially after we've had such success with it after the last Twenty-two films, you know, ten years
1: is—it's
0: yeah. it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened in a cinematic universe. It is the cinematic universe. So, um, as much you want to argue these other ones, this is this is the most ambitious, successful project ever. You know, just, it's, it's amazing. Um, and as we mentioned, uh, the end of Phase Three will not come with Endgame. It'll be just like they did with Ant Man. Um, A little more levity, a little more of a um, how the world will. I guess they have the opportunity to show how the world is um, post endgame if Spider Man Far From Home is actually post endgame.
1: Here's, you know, we've been talking about how we think it's a prequel, but now for the first time, I don't know why I just thought about it. If it's a, if they go through, use time travel and undo a lot of things, it could still take place in the current time zone because like then everyone's not half dead and Thanos is defeated and spider Man's just kind of dealing with like well now there's no big threat oh shoot this mysterious guy shows up and it could just be a normal Spider-Man movie in that case
0: exactly which I think we need to get back to that grounded hero those um, grounded heroes again I love those movies and I think they I love the standalone so instead of having to build up this big fever pitch um, of what Endgame is we love it it is going to be great to have some standalones again yeah uh, and then finally in MCU news, uh, Tessa Thompson confirms that there has been a pitch for Thor four. So he'll be the first of the original Avengers to get a fourth movie.
1: Correct. Other than Captain America though, kind of, sort of, cause he shows up all the time, <laughs> but I, I know what you're saying.
0: They all right, do, right? but there's, it's true. Iron Man three. Yeah. Captain Cap- America three. Civil Civil I mean, War. Avengers three.
1: Right. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting situation because it's almost like a spoiler, you know, because who is going to die? Because I'm sure someone's going to die in uh, of the original team. And even Black Widow could die, even you know, and still do a prequel movie. Who knows? So um, I'm OK. I'm OK with this. I like Ragnarok a lot. I like Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie character. Um, I'm completely fine seeing another standalone Thor movie. So sure, whatever. Bye.
0: Exactly. Just get Tycho back. Let's do it.
1: Well, yeah, he's on the table too. Sorry. I didn't awesome. put that in the notes, but yeah.
0: See that's that's it. Uh they took they took the first two very lackluster Thor movies. They put out a wonderful third one, and now it's time to keep growing that. It's a huge universe to grow on its own. You know, it's 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 tons of stories to tell from that. And amazing science fiction fantasy tales. So yep. hopefully uh, they go farther into that. Tales um, of
1: fantasy. Yeah.
0: Um uh, moving over to the other side the Sonyverse uh it's been it's been hinted uh, not hinted I'm sorry Tyrese Gibson was cast in the upcoming Morbius movie uh he's said to be playing Agent Simon Stroud who in the comics uh is a is an agent of some, some sort uh he does hunt down Morbius so it'll be a uh I don't know if he's an anti-hero and a villain in this movie whatever Morbius ends up being uh Of course, they're kind of walking this gray area with movies like Venom and now this. So um, what do you think about this?
1: I think, yeah, I think Morbius is probably going to do the anti-hero sort of thing. Um, Obviously, he has to eat humans or get blood at least to survive because he's a vampire. Um, I've never read a Morbius comic outside of Midnight Sun's crossover event. (laughs) Like on his own. I've just seen him part of Spider-Man multiple times. You know, show me a trailer. Then we'll see. Tyrese, fine, whatever.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. I want to say things, but then we'll get the Venom boots shoved in our mouths again, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? If it's a good movie, you got we'll That's watch it. it. That's it. That's, That's what it. we're here for. Uh, so on the on the Fox side of things, with everything kind of getting shuffled now, uh, with the future of new mutants kind of still in flux. Uh Dark Phoenix is coming out. Uh on the TV side of things, the Gifted, which has been pretty successful and, and fans have liked it a lot. I need to still watch it. Um, it's been canceled after two seasons, which is inevitable, I guess. Uh do you see this getting picked up? Uh re I guess reju- um <laughs> what am I looking for here? Um reinvented on the Marvel Studio side?
1: No. Okay. Uh sure. No. Why problem. would you do
0: that if you had the opportunity to make an X Men show?
1: Yeah, burn, burn it, burn everything that had to do with those singer verse, and that's it. Move wow. on. Except
0: Deadpool.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 but that's not X Men. I mean, I yeah, know that's weird too. You know, like because of uh, what's his name, like Colossus, and like Teenage Warhead, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Like they they do have the opportunity to use some X Men things if they want to, but. Honestly, they'll probably just scrap anything that ever had to do with those movies. They should. They, they should. Yeah,
0: they should. Deadpool did it right. It did better—not right, but better. Uh, the Colossus, especially. Uh, so, why not grow from that? Especially if you're you're mix, you're kind of messing it up anyhow. So that's yeah. that's good. Uh, and finally, today, Marvel, uh, the Russo Bros are working on a Stan Lee documentary. Do you have any insight on this? Is there any.
1: Um, There's a good Stanley documentary that came out a few years ago called With Great Power. Um, And it's all about Stanley's life and like growing up and then also like taking over Marvel. That is a great documentary. The thing about this Russo Brothers one that has me excited is that they could put in all the cameo stuff and that could be like its own doc. To me, that would be really cool if it was just like him on set. You know, throughout all these 22 movies, like, I think that would be like the greatest thing ever. So, I don't know if that's what the doc is about. It's just that they're working on it. Um, So, it it would be interesting to see what their take is on it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Let's just jump across the coast here over to DC. Uh, Shazam sequel is coming uh, after the success of the movie. And have you seen it yet? Okay, make time, please. Uh, Henry Gaden has been uh, rehired to pen the, the sequel. Uh, so that's a good thing. we we'll keep keep everybody the same, hopefully.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, lightning in a bottle <laughs> format. And if, it, if it's not broke, you know, use it. It's already made over, I mean, lesser movie. It's, it's made over like $320 million, I think I looked at today. Um so obviously it's not making like 900 million or anything crazy like that. But, you know, it was made for less money. It doesn't have a A-list star. It probably has like a C-list star, you know, with a character that nobody really knows. So for that, hey, it's good.
0: Which is crazy, too, because um, Captain Marvel is such an old, old comic character. I mean, even prior to when DC launched. So it's like... These are the kind of characters that um, are the root of the superhero foundation. Uh, that are the real, the real thing. When um when I think about what a superhero is, the cape, all that stuff, like the basic morals, all those things, and then it kind of has evolved over the years. But um, there's something really fantastic about this movie, and I urge you to see it. I'm sure you've already been hit with spoilers from it. Um, they matter and they don't matter. Um, I've seen it twice now, and my my opinion of this film. Has not changed. It actually went up after I watched the second time.
1: Yeah, I know. I do. I, it's not like I don't want to see it. It's just life. Yep. Exactly. That's
0: all. all right. This um, this the Suicide uh, Suicide Squad news that we're about to talk about is a little old, uh, but there hasn't been anything else from the movie. And this is actually kind of big stuff, and I wanted to talk about it, but we haven't had the chance to do a show. But uh, Viola Davis is returning as Amanda Waller, so this is the first bit of news after the Jai Courtney thing that said he was going to be Captain Boomerang again. So we're going from what was supposed to be a full reboot to kind of like a soft reboot, because even uh, Idris Elba is not going to be Deadshot. He's going to be a different character now. And like I just said, Davis is returning as Amanda Waller. So I like this to be honest with you, because you and I discussed this about Will Smith being able to do a cameo yeah. As Deadshot, if he needs to, and I loved I loved the Will Sh- uh, Will Smith Deadshot. I I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. I didn't like Suicide Squad as a whole. Uh, it has its its moments, uh, but I in the hands of James Gunn, I think it's going to be gold. So um, there's also news that John Cena is in talks uh, to take uh, take on the role of Peacemaker, who originally uh, Dave Bautista was uh, rumored for after the whole Marvel Disney fiasco with James Gunn
1: yeah so i'm reading a little bit about this piece i guess he's shown up in doomsday clock um recently Mm -hmm. so that would make sense because at least for the comic book reader he's in the forefront but the character's been around since like the 60s
0: he's like the comedian right That's what they kind of not like him, but there's similarities to it. So that's why they brought him into this comic. I heard
1: he seems very like that. So he's a deadly vigilante who will kill at the slightest notice. He begins to believe that the ghosts of the people he killed are collected inside of his helmet and can offer him advice and commentary.
0: That sounds very much like a James Gunn. Uh,
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So um, you know, I like John Cena. I think. He's a good actor, actually, Um, Mm -hmm. and like you just said, I'm glad that they're not doing a reboot and that they're just doing a continuation with new characters. I think that's actually the better idea. So, um, you know, James Gunn doing this, like, whatever. Like, I was already on board. Just Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and, uh, Viola Davis was great as Amanda Waller in the first one, so it's, it's good. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I was... I was a little hesitant when they're trying to build this new cinematic universe and you're still using characters from the quote-unquote DCE, which I hate that term, but um, that's, it would be weird to do a hard reboot. It would be okay, because I could get behind it because it's James Gunn, but it's almost like you're, you're admitting you made a mistake the first time, and now you're like, alright, we're going to do it right this time, but we're not going to change too much, which I like. That's, that's, that's a good thing to do. Uh, let's move over to DC Universe. Uh, Swamp Thing is headed to us via the streaming service on May 31st, I believe it is, at the end of May. Uh, so very excited about that. We just got a teaser the other day. We got our first look at the monster. Uh, but there was a little... Um, a little, I guess a little mess that happened on set. Not a, I don't know what the truth is here. Uh, but apparently they went from 13 to 10 episodes uh, with... With it being "quote unquote" bad that they just came in and they halted production, people are a little bit upset. The actors and whatnot. Um, from what I understand, this has been kind of um, resolved over the last few days, where it's not as dire as they think. Um, what do you What do you get from this? You had kind of a different insight into this.
1: Um. Well, first of all, the monster looks freaking great. Derek Mears. Yeah. Yeah who was in the Friday the 13th reboot. Um, he was also in the Predators. He was the main Predator in that. Um, he's been on The Flash and stuff like that. He's good, good character actor, so he's in the suit. Um, he looked great, you know what I mean? Like, we had seen basically that same swamp shot uh, from Instagram, from Doug Lyman's Instagram, but now we got to see it fully realized, as it were, and it looks very creepy and cool. So for that, I was really excited. As far as, like, this cutting it down from 13 to 10, um, I don't I don't know how I feel about it, except for Virginia Madsen, who's one of the actors in the show. Uh, she seemed to be thrown off by it, didn't know that it was happening, that they are cutting down production on those three episodes, and that the writers are having to rework it so that they can write in an ending that makes sense. So, I don't know.
0: I wonder... <sighs> I wonder if it has anything to do with swamp on human sex too. That's my other question. Like, because I'd also heard a rumor where the streaming service was like, I don't know about this, but then I'm like, DC is the streaming service. So why would they try to like, they've been doing this mature stuff on Doom patrol and Titans making these mature shows. So why would they cut back on mature content now? You know, it's like, it's up to parents to really stop their kids from watching that. not, not us from not enjoying what the full story of what Alan Moore's swamp thing is. So, if you're going to, if that is the case, I would be kind of disappointed in that.
1: That yeah, you can't see swamp on human sex.
0: No, I I can't see <laughs> what they want to bring to light because yeah. people love that. People love that story, regardless of how weird it is. People, yeah, exactly. They're just it's like, a
1: love story at its core. So. It is.
0: And it's like we've seen worse.
1: So, yeah. So, uh I don't know, but I guess we'll find out May thirty first. I mean we're about a month away before we see the premiere of the show, so see how that yeah, goes.
0: That's very exciting. I love that um that we've had the opportunity to it's there's not much time in between the shows. And I think that's a really yeah. good scheduling thing for them. Um it's really made the service seem really strong. So I'm excited. Uh really, really excited for this show. So uh next up we have just a little tidbit of news for Stargirl. Uh Hina Khan do you know what she's best known for? No. Me neither. She is an Indian television and film actress. Um, it looks like a lot of Bollywood stuff. Yeah. Possibly. So, yeah, that's that's cool. She's joining Stargirl. So there's been a lot of casting for that. Uh, we know that Stargirl's not hitting the service until 2020. So uh, we'll have to wait and see where they're going with a lot of this.
1: Yeah. It's it's hard for me to get super excited about Stargirl other than we've seen like a picture. Yeah. But we need to see some actual like video stuff first.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then uh, finally, DC TV news: big week. Gotham series finale is Thursday. Uh, I, you know, we just had a little discussion before the show about the uh, the last episode. It was it could have been a series finale. It was a good wrap up of the current time period. And now we're gonna get this time jump uh to almost the f like where it's Batman's Gotham. So uh I'm kinda I, I am excited to see what they do with it. I'm kinda scared to see what they do with it. Um just because that's how Gotham is for me. It's just it's it's a wacky ride of, of thrill and uh some low points. So
1: Yeah, I um I I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. Like does Jim does he have his mustache? I would hope so, right? I Can hope you so. I think, I think here's the thing Gotham always teeters on the comic books and making it their own thing. I think they're going to lead, like, lean heavily into the comic books for this last episode. I think they're going to, the, just from like the few pictures that I've seen, like Penguin looks more Penguin, Riddler looks more, they recast or whatever, they got another girl to play uh, Selena um you know older woman as well so like i think that they're probably gonna make it really seem more like the gotham from the comics and time jumps for me like they did an amazing job with parks and recreation uh that series finale they jumped like 15 years in the future or something like that i can't remember it's an amazing job it was just great how they did it so i i'm excited personally and especially to see batman as batman (laughs)
0: Right, because that was the big question the whole time was like are they going to just do a smallville where he just shows up at the end and it's like oh hey I'm batman okay great this is different this is like time jump penguins in his fat suit you know it's like we know that time has changed and Barbara Gordon looks like like she's back in the society like a normal person so it's it's and she
1: had red hair I really thought she
0: was going to die to be honest with you that's how the baby was going to get its name and 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 I was just like oh they're not going to kill her it's, I don't know it's just the show kind of just doesn't do what you wanted to do sometimes yeah but, but <laughs> so, it's fine
1: because like they right. set their own rules
0: right and then you know jim gordon's we know jim gordon's married in the future yeah his i think his wife dies at some point but it's not the same as the comic so well whatever It's Gotham.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's it. that's it i do want to see this uh this final version of jay or whatever they want to call him mr jay i hope they'll uh
1: they'll <laughs> call him they'll call him joker you think so Oh, a hundred and twenty percent. They will call him Joker. There's no more Jeremiah, or right? Whatever his name is, like they're just gonna straight up say at that point he'll have a card. He'll have like hyenas, like they're gonna go full Joker. I know that they will.
0: She's um, she's got her Harley Quinn uh, colors on. That girl. That girl. They're, Fake Carly Quinn. Wow. Yeah, so. and
1: yeah. They're just they're just gonna go and just say, listen. It's been five years. It's a hundred episodes. We go into syndication automatically at a hundred episodes. Go crazy. Let's just do it.
0: This is the hundredth episode. I think so. Wow, that'd be awesome if they did.
1: I, I want to say that it is because it says like when you go to IMDb, hundred episodes. Let's...
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Good because from a show that kind of had a rough beginning that took a little time to get used to, you know, picked up fan bases as it went along, got wackier as it went along, you know, it just, it became the show that I didn't expect it to be, but it was the show that we needed it to be.
1: <laughs> yes, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that's it. So, as, you, as you're looking at that, I'm going to move into comic news. Um, the second outing for RT versus Predator is on the way uh the first the first series was a good time. uh it's it's just it's just those fun crossovers and get ready for Archie versus Predator 2.
1: Yeah, the first one was a heck of a fun time. Um it was cool because I mean, it really was an Archie comic that just happened to be super violent <laughs> with mm-hmm. the predator showing up. But if you like the same type of cheesy 50s humor, then it's good. It's it's a it's a funny way that they do it and um I enjoyed the first run, so I'll I'll pick up this one. And sorry, the trial of Jim Gordon was the hundredth, so they're at a hundred in like three or something.
0: Okay, so we can go into full syndication then.
1: Yep, awesome.
0: Well, good to watch it again. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> um, next up, Spider-Man Annual Number One. Now, does this feature a story about Spider Ham, or is it all about Spider Ham?
1: It's all Spider Ham. All the time, um, and it's written by Jason Latour, who created Spider Gwen, and um, also Phil Lord, who was one of the writers on Into the Spider Verse. So they're kind of taking that character that was into the Spider Verse and giving him his own little uh, one one shot, you know. But I thought that was funny that those two are doing it together. So I thought that was good.
0: Excellent, and I'm going to let you uh, plug this next one.
1: Oh my gosh. So as of at, at this time, at this moment in fairy, the second release from Defat comics is out on Kickstarter. It is at 37% funded. So thank you listeners. Thank you followers. However it is uh, for getting us this far, but we've got 63% to go. So we need your help. Um, the story follows the three Quantico students as they battle mythological creatures and solve crimes uh, across the globe. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's got everything that you want from a comic book. So check out Inferi, I-N-F-E-R-I, on the Kickstarter. Um, link is also in the show notes, but uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for, for checking it out. And if you have already funded, sh- share it with your friends and family and even your enemies. That's kind right. Of-
0: you could become feminists eventually. That's, that's it. It's Over in fairy. I'm sure it, it could happen. Magically. <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, let's get to some commercials and we'll be right back for uh, everything else.
1: Hi. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't
0: she? Oy! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All
1: right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got them. It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don't Forget Atal.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those commercials, and let's get into everything else. First things first, some TV news. Uh, Why The Last Man? So we reported a while ago that it was um, getting put to series from FX, um, which is great. But then recently the showrunners have left the show. (laughs) And now the show is going to be moving forward, but with different showrunners, maybe not the same name, but with the same cast. So... What does that mean exactly? Probably means it's not going to come out for a while. That's what I would think.
0: I mean, if they if they feel confident moving forward with new showrunners, then all right. I um Maybe they should change the name back to Why the Last Man, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I think so. I just,
0: it's like I said, it's like, are they trying not to spoil things? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to tell what the gist of the story is in the first episode. Yeah. It's like not some sudden surprise. Or you have to tell them what happens in the promos, so just call it what it is so people can go read the comic after they're done.
1: Yeah. I don't I never understood why they decided to change the name. So anyway, I don't know. But um I do know that in other TV news, uh Pablo Schreiber, brother of Liev Schreiber, is cast as Master Chief in Halo. Um you'd probably best know him from Orange is the New Black. At least that's what I best know him from. So, um, and he's also on on uh, what you call it on American Gods as the Leprechaun.
0: That's right. So, yeah, that's where I heard he was from. Okay. Yep. Um, what is what is Halo premiering on Showtime? What is it? One of those, right? Showtime. Showtime, right? Awesome. got yeah, love those cable TV shows. Yeah. So cable TV shows.
1: i I'm, I'm fine with whoever because it's not about the dude outside of the mask it's about the guy under the helmet <laughs> Like that's master chief you know what i mean like i for me personally like when you see the actor all the time it kind of takes it away when it's a character that's usually in a helmet or in a mask when you see their face i'm always like i just don't care like one of the things i thought was like the most ambitious ever was when carl urban did not take off his helmet at all during Dread, because it doesn't happen in the comics. He doesn't take off the helmet. And I was like, even though you got Carl Urban, who everybody knows what he looks like, he decided to stick to the comic. So I just wish that they would do that more often.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah that's, that's a good point.
1: Or even Ryan Reynolds, who when you saw him, for the most part, he was in the burn victim makeup, which I thought was like, okay, that's what he looks like. They didn't try to Pretty him up. It was just like, nope, <laughs> this is what this dude looks like. And I thought that, again, sticking to the source material, I thought they do a good job. So, you know, how much we'll see of this guy's face, we'll find out. Um, but let's move on to movie news. Uh, the Child's Play reboot. We finally got a look at Chucky, a voice by Mark Hamill. What did you think of this uh, new trailer for Child's Play reboot?
0: Um, I'm okay with it. I... I don't know. I still don't know why this movie exists. Right. Uh, thanks for bringing in Mark Hamill to make it even harder for me to decide to watch this movie in theaters. Um, I like. I like the idea that they are using this updated idea of like of this serial killer taking over all like your eye, your your phones and your gadgets and all that stuff that, which becomes so incorporated into our lives. Why not make them murder us? You know. Why not? You know. Uh, so it is the premise of that I get and I like. Um, the child's play reboot thing is tough for me to swallow still.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm a huge child's play fan. So the idea of this movie is stupid. Um, but I also am realistic in the sense that like, if something is happening and I can't stop it from happening, I either don't watch it or I just watch it and see what it's like. So this to me is kind of like, I don't really care, but I'll check it out. And Yes, the idea of them using technology. I'm actually on the fence with that. Like, I'm okay if he uses it to kill people, like, with a drone and stuff. But, like, if he if it's, like, a scene where we just see, like, a bunch of iPads killing people, like, to me, I'm like, well, that's not the point of this. Like, that, then it just becomes a, I don't know, Skynet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't care. Like, I just want to see Chucky doing something in an inventive way to kill somebody.
0: Exactly. And that's kind of that's kind of the point here is that why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? You might as well just do your own movie with that happening and not even related to child's play at all.
1: Right, exactly. You could have
0: it be like, Oh, this is like child's play where it's like, Oh cool. They borrowed ideas, yeah. but not stamping their own mark on it. It's just, it's annoying.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to gaming news here. So we've got a disc Xbox coming in May uh be $50 cheaper than the regular Xbox. Um the only thing is is that it's not the Xbox X or whatever it is. It's not like the souped up version. So, I don't really care. What do you what do you think?
0: I don't care about Xbox in the first place, so whatever they do makes no effect on my
1: life. Yeah.
0: That's the hard truth.
1: Yeah. I will say this though. I don't have an Xbox. Um, I've got some friends who have them, but I just don't play it ever. I did get to play Forza, which was like one of the only games I've ever wanted for an Xbox. I'd played it when I was at PAX. I had a huge smile on my face the whole time. That game is gorgeous and super fun. And I was like, if someone were to give me an Xbox, I would buy this game day one. I wouldn't I, like That's all I would do.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I bought an Xbox back in the day for KOTOR. And yeah. tour 2, and that was worth it then. But ever since then, it's like I'm not a huge Halo guy. I'm not a huge like Xbox, whatever, like um,
1: any other. Self-titles. God of War or Gears of War.
0: I just I've played Gears of War. I I like it. I just don't care that you know it's fine, but it's not God of War. Exactly. It's not Horizon Zero Dawn. yeah you know, it's like, come on. I mean, I whatever.
1: Um. Actually, I didn't write it down, but now you you said god of war uh on youtube on the playstation channel there's this whole series of videos now related to god of war the making of it so like they just did this thank you video um which i did send you the other day where they just kind of thank everybody for making it the game of the year and then they released this other thing that's like about the making of the game like how it it was a sizzle reel or trailer for this series. So that's I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out, but um I will be watching that because that game was freaking insanely good and like, you know, I want to see them do the mocap suits and make the script and etcetera, et cetera. like it's just crazy. Like this one guy like worked on the axe throwing. And, like that was his job and like he's like so happy about how everyone loves the axe throwing, which he should be because should. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I've never uh, felt so much like Thor in my entire life. Don't even tell me yet. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me anything. I'm still got like <laughs> five hours left of that game. So not saying
1: anything. don't even say.
0: It. Don't even look at me like that. I
1: didn't say anything. <laughs> I accidentally could not hit back my unmute button when I coughed. Oh. That was the only thing. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the game. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> I'm just. I'm... I
1: was like worried that I didn't hit unmute okay let's go on all right <laughs> uh, PS5 is coming um, we do have some specs uh, that are rumored for this um, I'm not gonna get too technical because I'm just not going to but what they did do is they showed um, spider-man being played on it and whereas like the scenes where you load where you're like on the subway waiting were normally like I can't remember like 80 seconds or something. We're now like 18 seconds or like eight seconds. It's like super, super fast loading time, almost nothing. Obviously, everything looks better. Uh, They're really, they say, though I don't know if I believe it, they say that they're going to do more stuff with VR because this doesn't seem like they've really been doing anything for the last two years. (laughs) But um, yeah, but it's supposed to come out, uh, I don't know, maybe next year. Like, I think we'll probably get a huge announcement on PS5 at E3 in June, and um, maybe even from Microsoft. I don't. I don't know.
0: Uh, just a touch on a VR thing. Do you ever think it was just? Um, remember, because they, a lot of people had to update to the Pro to really enjoy the VR, um, and then the next step of VR technology has to be better—a better product than the PS4. It has to have faster processors and stuff. So, I imagine if they are going to kind of go forward with. The VR world of things, um, which you know isn't really going away, uh, it just needs to be improved on. I think so. I could see them doing it the next console.
1: Right. Well, PlayStation has been around. I think this PlayStation Four has been like what two thousand seven, two thousand nine. Like it's it's a while, right? And PlayStation has always been like this, where you get something like Jumping Jackrabbit all the way to Final Fantasy Nine on the same system. It's like insanity. So. We've gotten a lot of longevity, obviously, out of these PS4s, so probably the technology that's inside the VR machine, we have not been able to really fully unlock, and maybe the PS5 will be able to do it. You know, it's got a solid-state drive. It's 8K compatible, even though 8K TVs are not out yet, though you can <laughs> shoot on 8K now. You can shoot video on 8K. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what that all means. As a, a diehard PS PlayStation fan, we'll get it. <laughs> oh yeah, so I have my PS3. Let alone you know this PS4. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll get it. So depends on what the price is. I'm sure it's four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. I don't know. Sounds about anyway. <laughs> uh, what's next here in, in gaming news? Um, I'll just say this real quick. Speaking of, Virtual reality. There's a Doctor Who virtual reality game where you get to play with uh, Jodie Whittaker, the thirteenth Doctor, on a VR adventure. That's coming out. I saw that. Yeah, it looks cute. So,
0: oh, see, there's still it's still alive and well. So, I just I would just like to see the technology go one step farther. Um, you want to see te- us
1: inside the Oasis, is what you want.
0: Well, I just I just discovered this um, this AR experience. Um, oh. This game of Thrones one that's only in three locations, thanks a t and t across the country um and they're like the technology is so you know how you have that edge and you know you have that edge yeah. of of the reality this has no edge, and they're like you see this white walker, but you have no idea what it's like until he sees you, and then it's like um the re- like just being trapped in that without any kind of like any kind of light any kind of like tidbit of reality beyond that. Um, that's what I want. I want that fully immersive anything. The Batman game did that to me a little bit. They did a good job with that. Um
1: Batman game was great. You know, we talked about it last week about, in the, in the celebration episode, like the the virtual reality um, the Vader, Vader thing. Yeah, Vader more. I mean, it's written by David S. Goyer, you know? Like, there's the they have the potential to do some crazy things. It's just, we gotta get there. So, yeah. Um as a throwback, we've got Capcom. Uh has a plug and play arcade stick. I want to say there's sixteen games, arcade classics, that you get on this. I want to say it's expensive though. I think it's like
0: $150. Yeah, but that you get that big peripheral, <laughs> right? It's like the old the full thing. So you get the that full experience. Uh so I'm sure that costs a little bit money to make, but yeah, that'll go down in price. I'm sure. Holy
1: cats. I'm wrong. $260. No. There is no effing way at all.
0: I'm sorry. Put that out on a 1999 disc for PlayStation or Xbox and call it a day. That's that's a joke. You're you're charging as much as a console for that?
1: That's (laughs) insanity. I had no idea it was that much money.
0: I hope it sits on the shelf like those PS Classics.
1: It will. Unlike the Sega, which dropped another 10 titles and they look all great. All yeah, great. That, yeah. Earthworm Jim's coming to it. Oh my goodness. Um, Alright, GameStop is doing something unprecedented. Within two days, if you <coughs> open up a game, you don't like it, you can return it within 48 hours. That's crazy. Damn. It's not, It's only on the standard edition of a game. Hmm. Um... This is so. Here's the thing right now, it's only happening uh, for the game days gone, but it could be more. What do you think of that?
0: I think that it is, it's not a bad idea, Uh, especially for people. Like, it's kind of hard to finish a game within two days these days. So, that's one thing you're kind of preventing people from just going and. Jamming out a game within forty eight hours, it's fine. That's kind of hard to do, but yeah, if a game sucks and you're buying it day one and you don't like it, that seventy bucks should go back in your pocket because, or at least at a, at, at least a, di- a smaller um, amount of money. You know what I mean? It's just like these days. It's like as video games go up and go up more and more in price. It's it is more of a risk to just buy them day one. And this gives people the opportunity to do that instead of waiting until it goes down in price or goes down on Black Friday or whatever, you know. Yeah. So maybe it'll force more day one buyings. Who knows?
1: Yeah, it's 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 kind of curious. I mean, it's it's part of this new guaranteed to love it deal. Um, you know, I use Twitch for games that I'm on the fence with. I watch people play them on day one or a week ahead or whatever, and just kind of see like what the experience is like. There's some games though that like you know like Days Gone actually is one that I'm on the fence about. Like it looks pretty good, but I'm I don't really know until I start reading the reviews where it's like is it worth it because it has some elements of like uh, what is that good The Last of Us you know what I mean mixed in with some crazy stuff. You got Sam Witwer as the main character which is great. So, um, yeah, if I got to play it the first day for like four hours or something, then I'm like, eh, this is okay. Take it back like I. I'm down. I think it would actually, like you said, convert more people into actually buying the games.
0: Exactly, uh, because yeah. if you forget to return that game, you're screwed. Not screwed, but you're paying full price for it. You know what I mean? You're not taking it back. So, I right. mean, it, they could they could rely on that too, where it's a it's a crapshoot.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, finally, next week, or yeah, next week, uh, Borderlands Three gameplay will be during a live event uh, broadcasted by gearbox. So we'll finally get to see our first gameplay in action. I'm excited about this because of the new characters and the new character classes. Yes. We can't just rely on our heavy, our sniper, our, I don't know, robot person. You know what I mean? Like this is all new people. So that's what I'm excited about seeing. I don't really want the game ruined too much, but I'm excited about seeing these characters.
0: Right. It's one thing to get a cinematic trailer. And then it's one thing to see how the game is. We know and have faith that this well, game this is this wasn't really
1: awesome. a cinematic trailer, though. I mean, we saw footage from the game. Like, they don't do, like... It's not like the the Fallen Order. Like, that was just CGI. Who cares? Bullshit. That first
0: trailer was all, wasn't was all cinematic? That was from oh, the game? Oh, was
1: all in-game footage.
0: Oh, okay. I thought that's why this live event was happening, because we didn't get it yet. Oh, wow, that's oh, cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all taken. They even say it. Yeah, at the bottom. It's like taken within game. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, super excited. We're big Borderlands fans. All Uh right, Chris, take it on over.
0: All right, let's get into a little bit of Star Wars news. Not too much post celebration, of course. We got all our news last week and we talked about it on our celebration episode. So, if you want to hear about the latest Star Wars news, go check out our last episode. But. We did not have the opportunity to touch on some comments that Kathleen Kennedy said uh, as she delved into the future of Lucasfilm and what, what they want to do, uh, which includes pleasing the fans. And what we've been asking for is Knights of the old Republic. We want some history besides these games of the Star Wars universe. We have the comics from Legends. I'm sure eventually we'll get those into canon. We'll get some of those characters into canon. Um, but I want to see the old days I want to see Star Wars fantasy at full with Sith and Jedi and, and the old days. So um, let's, let's uh, where we go from here.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit, I take it with a grain of salt. What she said was, you know, someone mentioned Knights of the old Republic tour. She's like, Oh, it's on the table. There is, there is a table at Lucasfilm with about a thousand note cards filled with ideas. (laughs) Yoda, Boba Fett, uh, Watto, you know what I mean? Knights of the Old Republic, they're all on there. So, like, yeah, of course it's on the table. So, I'm actually not excited about this news until I get an announcement. Now, if she were to say something like, Obi-Wan's on the table, without anyone asking her, is Obi-Wan on the table, that would get me excited. That would if she, Or if she was the one to say... Well, you know, we got things like Obi-Wan or Knights of the Old Republic, but you know what I mean? Like something like that's a throwaway to her that we would all flip out about. Then I would be excited. But for right now, someone prompting you and saying, hey, do you have this movie you're working on? And then she goes, yeah, it's something we're working on. Maybe. Sure. I'm sure there's a thousand other ideas that are just waiting to get pitched there. So we'll see.
0: Exactly. And we still don't know what uh Off and Weiss are working on. For their yeah. movie and Ryan so, Johnson, they're all working. Well, Ryan Johnson alone, I don't, I don't see it being unless they tie that all together. And they, no, do but they said it. they're all they're working, working on it together. It could just be we're all working on making this ten years of film. Doesn't True. necessarily mean they're connected, but uh, the 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 first two, the Game of Thrones guys. I mean, what what else are you hire them for? Yeah, right. That's my exactly. w- That's my only wish. That's it like dragons fighting Jedi or something, you know, like in well, our...
1: that new book. That's coming exactly out has exactly. The front, yeah.
0: Let's just, let's just go balls deep on this. All right. That's it. Yeah. Um, finally, in Star Wars news, episode nine will not be the finale for these characters that have been introduced to us um, over the past 40 years or so, uh, especially probably these new trilogy characters. But this is, this is the cap of the Skywalker saga but it doesn't mean we're not going to see like a Poe and Finn show.
1: Correct. Yeah. I, um, when she did mention that, I, that was one of the things that I thought too, is that Disney plus has right now the Mandalorian and Cassian. It doesn't mean that in five years we don't get Ray Skywalker, new Jedi order, the show, you know what I mean? Like uh,
0: the Skywalkers, the
1: Skywalkers,
0: Skywalker so, Squad.
1: That's <laughs> right, lifeday.com. So, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'll, I, you know, as they all have, um, maybe they're contractually obligated to do it, but, like, Oscar Isaac lends his voice to everything. Both John Boyega and Daisy Ridley have l- lended their voices to things. And, like I said, they're probably contractually obligated to do so. But at the same time, I think they've all really enjoyed playing these characters, and I think that they would probably come back to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'd watch them in a show. You know, I think it would be
0: fun. Yeah. I I love these new characters. I I don't yeah. know why people have their issues. It's just like they did a great job with each one's origin. Yeah. You can always say, like, well, they're based on this character. I don't care. It's Star yeah. Wars. It's like having a 15th Death Star. Yeah. It's going to happen. But, and I might groan a little bit about it. But at the end of the day, it's still Star Wars. Yeah. So, That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. What time is it? It's,
1: it's the pursuit of plastic.
0: All right, Aquaman fans, the day has already come. <laughs> uh, you can now pre-order your classic Aquaman on Femezco. Uh They've come out with the, uh, the 112 collective figure that we saw only previewed in a magazine at Toy Fair, which is strange that this one would come before everything else that was actually on display, but I don't care. This is a great-looking figure. Three head sculpts, a lot of cool accessories, the classic colors, a modern like take on the classic character, not Jason Momoa, which I don't mind, but um, I, I got this guy ordered, because now they finally decided to get smart and build their classic JL line versus the movie one. And I still laugh when people are like, where's my, where's my Mezco Flash? Where's my Mezco Cyborg? You're not getting them yeah they're they're dead to you my friend that's it the quote unquote DCEU, I hate that term is dead it's so a really good over funny,
1: it. yeah that that's it's funny that you mentioned that like that it's they're still they're still available for pre order too they didn't sell out so oh no
0: they're that it's a standard lease yeah. um so we don't know what's gonna be maybe we'll probably get the Jason Memorial one now that they have the color scheme down. Um, so I'm sure that'll be an exclusive preview or some previews exclusive or something down the line. So, um, yeah. So if you guys still want to jump on that, it's, 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 um, we have a link for it to entertainment earth. Uh, it's over on the Mexico site, of course, if you want to pay that shipping and, uh, if you're part of the Facebook clubs, uh, there's some great people to order from there too. So, uh, go get your King Arthur. That's it. Uh, sad news, uh, because you know you went to you went to Toy Fair. Uh, you toured the DC Collectibles booth. Uh, you saw the DC uh, Lucha Explosiva line, which Jim Fletcher was very excited about. I thought it was very unique. Uh, there's a lot of people out there, the wrestling fans, action figure collectors, and stuff like that. So this was a cool little niche uh, thing for collectors who like both. But now it's not going to happen because unfortunately it's been canceled due to lack of pre-orders. Now. These figures were forty bucks, I guess.
1: Ooh, yeah, did not know that. Yeah, did not know that. That's what I heard. That's I what. Heard. You, then that's what happened. <laughs> I didn't. Know. So the, the awesome figures, awesome yeah. awesome figures. Twenty five dollars, sure, twenty five bucks. People would have bought them, but forty dollars on a line that you've never seen before. I don't think so, man. Um, that's too bad. I yeah, when I read this today that the line got canceled. I didn't realize it was because of lack of pre-orders. I just read that it was just like, I don't know. I don't know why, but anyway, um, 40 bucks. Can't do it. You just, unless you're giving us an SH fig warts or shit. I don't know. What's 40 bucks. <laughs> Nothing.
0: I've gotten some like Metacoms on discount at price. So, you know, yeah. yeah the SH Figuarts just- is if, if you can get it, like, this is the other thing about S.H. Figure Arts. It's, like, expensive in America. Period. Yeah. Um, even through Bluefin. And I just, I think they take advantage of some things in that aspect. It's sad, but... you can
1: buy it at a convention.
0: Which is right. So um, the Star Wars one we buy from Japan straight, which costs about 50 bucks shipped. So that's right. where it should be. So, yeah. If you're not getting quality like that, I don't know. Maybe we were going to get it with accessories and stuff. I, I don't know.
1: They didn't show any of that,
0: though. It's so tough. It wasn't like... Um,
1: you're getting tons of different head sculpts and hands and accessories. It was like, if this is just a toy, it's got yeah. some articulation, it looks cool, not for $40. Sorry.
0: Like, Deathstroke came with that chair with Batman's face in it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's sorry. still not worth not 40
1: bucks, Right.
0: So it's just like, I, I just feel like, I've heard rumors about DC collectibles having issues. I think that sadly it's, it's sadly going con- um, to continue. Uh because like I love the icons line. That got cancelled. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I hope I wish them the best. But it's a tough world out there. Uh especially since DC the license is everywhere and yeah. everybody's making choices. Exactly. You have so okay. many choices.
1: Um
0: yeah, uh but finally today, uh the the press release for just went out today. It's been rumored for the last week or so, but NECA has finally got international international distribution rights for their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, great news for for international collectors who've been having to pay sculpt, scalping prices. Uh, hey, this is this is great. I love that um, that play, I guess it's Playmates has has allowed this and now them and NECA can team up, make great collectibles based on Ninja Turtles instead of us having to buy the cartoon ones all the time. Uh, yeah. That's it. Man, I mean those video game figures are great. The movie figures are great. If we can just get more master distribution for NECA, I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, this is exciting news. I was really happy to uh, read this as long time followers of NECA and friends of NECA. So this is awesome. So good good on you guys. That is great. And more turtles around the world. That's that's important.
0: Exactly. I mean we have the Rocksteady Bebop. Two pack, if it's a two pack of those two, unless they're adding two, a figure to each of them to make it like, say, another foot soldier, because people are buying up foot soldiers. Like it's, they'll pay like 70 bucks for a foot soldier online. It's insane. Um, people are just cutting up those packs and selling them for more than they're worth. So this is good for that aspect. They're not getting ripped off. Um, but we'll see if this does pump up what we're going to get from NECA. Because remember, they had that, that weird Dimension X villains set uh with like slash and and the rock the rock soldier and stuff like that that never yeah, saw the, the light of day you yeah. know so where are those those are based in the video game world yep um so let's see what happens uh because I would love to see like splinter and april baxter stockman all these guys get updated yep. looking figures that are based on that on that video game con- or video game tv line it's amazing
1: yeah it's pretty epic so um I just want to let you guys know you can find us at do dot com the only place to travel geekly as every well as on every social media platform that ever existed in all of time and creation, especially on myspace at d f a Topple. <laughs> um but you know follow us on there gotten a lot of uh interaction and stuff on the on the facebook page so thank you guys for going uh there as well as on the instagram and twitters so um yeah, we just appreciate all of your support. Go support Inferi, the comic that's coming out. We've got more announcements coming soon uh, as far as DFAT Comics goes, coming up uh, in the next few weeks or so. Uh, just a rumor out there. But um, So, yeah, you guys, thanks a lot. This is Casey saying go read your comics.
0: And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.